welcome to the Inside Out Theory, the home for performing artists to unlearn what they've been taught so they can become who they are. This is where artists and entrepreneurs become self-made and unfuckwithable. So sit back and let's get started. Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Inside Out Theory. Today's episode is sponsored by House of Jazz Artist Development Program, a four-week program in London, UK, where we train your trilogy, mind, body, and soul. I truly believe it's just as important for artists to train their mindset as much as we train physically and creatively. So whether you are a new graduate or a professional artist looking to re-spark their career, we encourage you to join us as we open your mind, challenge your body, and inspire your soul. This program only happens twice a year, and it is truly life-changing. For more information, please visit houseofjazzcompany.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Inside Out Theory with Christy Lee Manning. Today, I'm going to speak to you about something that I wanted to speak about for such a long time, and that is, I keep calling it, it's not the thing, it's the thing underneath the thing. We're going to come up with better dialogue (laughs) and better vocabulary for this because I don't think a sentence should, oh, we're already starting with the word should. I feel like I can come up with a better way to explain to you what I'm talking about other than using the word thing three times or four. Um, But let me explain to you what I'm talking about. So I had another revelation, another epiphany the other day when I was speaking uh, underneath the topic of unlearning, my favorite topic. And what I realized is, entertain this for me for a second. Let's say we went to an audition, okay? And let's just fully, let's just first acknowledge the fact that every single one of us have a, have the belief in some form of I'm not good enough. I don't believe there's a person on this planet that does not have this belief ingrained in them somewhere. For better or for worse, however we were taught it by words directly, quite often I would say it's usually not verbal. We have learned that through an experience, learned it through behavior, learned it through action, not usually through words. Sometimes it can be reaffirmed by words, which is horrible. But for whatever reason, We all have this belief, however strong, however present, that we're not good enough for something. Now, can you imagine if we didn't have that? What would happen if we went to an audition and we got cut? If we go to an audition and we get cut and we have the belief, I'm not good enough, our minds quite often spiral out of control and so many things happen. So many things could happen. What happens to me? Told you you weren't good enough. It's a joke that you think that you are. Why are you still trying? Everyone is so much better than you. Everyone can see that you're embarrassing, that you're horrible. You were never going to make it. It's adorable that you thought you could. You should probably give up. What are you even doing here? Like there's so many, there's so many things that I could list off that I'm, I have thought in the past. And it all stems from a belief of thinking that I'm not good enough. 
for whatever reason, for multiple, multiple reasons. I can think of a lot of defining moments in my life where an experience or an action or behavior occurred that taught me that I'm not good enough, that told me that I'm not good enough. And I've adopted that belief and I've carried it on and believed it to be true. It's not, never was, never will be, and isn't currently, but I have it. Now, can you imagine if I went to an audition without that belief? Oh, what a dream that would be. If I went to an audition without that belief and I got cut, if I didn't believe that I wasn't good enough on any level, I would leave that room and go, oh, that's a shame. That job would have been fun. Full stop. Oh my word. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the simplicity, the peace of mind, the inner peace, the lack of turmoil, the lack of self-sabotage, the lack of unnecessary suffering that would happen if I just walked away and went, oh, that's too bad. That would have been fun, but I'm still great, but that would have been fun. And it's not egotistical. It's not going, I'm not walking away going, I'm too good for that job anyway, which is, which is just insecurity screaming in an, in another, in another way, in another, on the other side. What am I trying to say? <laughs> that's just the other side of the extreme. So, you know, ego is, I'm shit. But ego is, of course, also I'm the best. They're both false. They're both false. They're both false beliefs. They're both false truths. The truth is in the middle. The truth is, I'm good. I'm really good at some things. I'm not that great at other things. But I fully accept and embrace who I am. I love who I am. I love what I'm good at. And I want to just keep getting better. And that makes me happy. Wouldn't that be nice? Right? So, and that's why I say it's not the thing that hurts so much. It's the thing underneath the thing that hurts so much, which is an amazing revelation, you guys, because we can't be dancers without going to auditions and we can't go to auditions without getting cut sometimes. We can't be actors. We can't be performing artists of any kind without going to audition sometimes. And we can't go to auditions without getting cut sometimes. We can't escape that. If that if this is the industry we wanna work in, we can't escape that. I mean, okay, I don't like using the word can't. Maybe you just create your own work for your entire life and then you don't have to go on an audition, for example. But if you do that, you can't ever not produce or put up a show and then if people don't buy tickets or people don't come to that show, then we're back to the same, you know, form, not the same form, but a fo another form of rejection, for example. And then that could once again trigger the I'm not good enough belief. So, but I'm getting off topic. You, we can't escape putting ourselves out there. We can't, es we can't escape if you're going to fight me on, oh yes, you can, you can't. We cannot escape as performing artists experiences where we could potentially experience rejection. We cannot put our, we cannot not put ourselves in a place where sometimes we are going to experience some form of rejection. We can't do that. We can't escape that. I don't think, I don't like using the word can't, but in this situation, I don't think we can, but you know what we can do? We can make it far less excruciatingly painful 
The thing that we can change is the thing that we want to be able to change. This is so exciting. This is so exciting because what we're doing, what quite often what we do is we go, okay, going to auditions triggers all kinds of anxiety, beliefs, shit, like <laughs> shit what, Christy? You know when your mind thinks a thousand things at once and you just can't pick which one you want to say? <laughs> we, let me try again. We stop going to auditions or we stop creating work because we are afraid of the rejection, but we're not afraid of the rejection. We're afraid of what the rejection means about us. And that is something we can change. We're trying to change the wrong thing, guys. Don't not go to the auditions. You won't have a career. Don't not create the work. You won't have a career or you won't, you won't be the artist that you could be, that you were born to be. Don't not put yourself in the room for these opportunities. You're just robbing yourself. You're robbing yourself and then you're trying to justify why you're not stepping into the room, why you're not going after these opportunities, why you're not putting yourself in, in a place to be elevated to success. You're justifying all these reasons because the, the potential rejection is so terrifying and the potential rejection is so excruciating when it happens. So you just stop putting yourself in the, in the line of fire. You stop putting yourself in a place where you could potentially be rejected. And I'm asking you, I'm one telling you, you're trying to change the wrong thing. You're, this is complete self-sabotage. And, but don't feel bad about it. It's completely understandable self-sabotage. If we have a belief somewhere inside us that we're not good enough, of course we're gonna try and save ourselves from ever having to feel that feeling ever again. It makes complete sense. But just because it makes sense doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. You're completely sabotaging yourself from experiencing, if you're trying to save yourself from rejection, you're also saving yourself from any opportunity to ever feel like, what's that word, elate? Not elate. Oh, what's that word? You're all thinking it. Why aren't you all in front of me telling me what the word is? Where's Abby Moore? I need Abby Moore to tell me what the word is. You, elate, elate, is that the word? You're, you're, when you rob yourself of every, of any opportunity to potentially not have to feel rejection, you're also robbing yourself of every opportunity of feeling joy, of feeling pride, of feeling happiness, of feeling fulfillment, of feeling inspiration, of feeling motivation, of feeling I conquered the fucking world today. You just don't get experience any of it. So sure, you saved yourself from rejection, but you also saved yourself from any, any form of happiness that you've been dreaming about your entire life. Does that sound like something that you want to do? No, but you are doing it and I understand it, but I'm going to, I'm going to today, instead, I'm going to tell you how you can stop doing that instead, because I don't want to see you rob yourself of these experiences for your whole life, just because you're so afraid of that feeling of rejection. And you're so afraid of having that belief of feeling like I'm, you're not good enough, be proved right because it's not right. You're just giving your ego ammunition to try and prove itself right. But it's not right. It's not true. It's not true. It never was true. It never will be true. You are good enough. You are good enough. You will always be good enough. So instead, 
of robbing yourself of these opportunities. Why don't we change the one thing that we can actually change? We can change that belief. We can unlearn it. We can unlearn it. Unlearning is hard. I'm never going to lie to you. This is the thing I tell everybody that I coach and everybody that I teach. I'm never going to give you the surface level tools or half truths or affirmations to practice in the mirror. They're a band-aid solution. Not that affirmations are bad or a band-aid solution, but I'm going to give you the whole truth. I'm going to get you to go all the way in and I'm going to get you to make a change at the foundation instead of trying to tape up the house over and over and over again every single year. It's still going to be rickety at the bottom. So tear it down, rebuild the foundation and build yourself back up. But, oh my gosh, I just used so many words that I don't believe in. <laughs> Tearing down to build yourself back up. And how many how many platforms of education do that and then they actually fail to build you back up at all, which is, again, another conversation for another day. Or maybe one we'll never have because I have a lot of feelings about that. But what I want you to do is I want you to go to the source. And the source is the belief that you're not good enough. That we can change. Don't change the trajectory of your career. Don't change not going to classes, not going to auditions, not creating your own work, not meeting certain people because you're afraid of that belief being proved true because it's not. Change the belief instead. Go to the source. And here's another example for you, completely outside of the world of performing arts. <laughs> Let's say you're in a relationship. I don't know why I'm laughing. <laughs> I think I'm laughing just because it's fucking brilliant. It's just brilliant how much this is true. Let's say you're in a relationship and quite often in relationships, we also have the belief that we're not good enough for love or for that person or for acceptance of who we are in general. And so when let's say, for example, we get broken up with, we spiral, we overthink, we, you know, have all the emotions, which are completely natural. But the suffering from ending a relationship comes from the fear of the belief inside us that we're not good enough again, and that we're not lovable, and we're not beautiful, or we're too fat, or we're too skinny, or we're too demanding, or, or we're too annoying, or not. It all just comes down to we're not lovable. We're not, we, we, as we are, Nobody can love us clearly because we've been left. They left us. We're not good enough. We're not pretty enough. We're not. And therefore we're not lovable. I could say a million things. I could say anything about us physically, emotionally, mentally, but it's all, it all comes down to, and because of that, they can't love me. So therefore I am unlovable. Okay. And therefore I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough for them. How can I be good? How can I be unlovable and be good enough? So I'm clearly not good enough. If again, we didn't have that belief, okay? This might sound a little far-fetched, but entertain it. If we didn't have that belief and someone broke up with us, we would miss them. We would definitely miss them. We would miss spending time with them. We would miss sharing life with them. And that would be painful. 
But the most we would feel, not the most we would feel, but an example of what would, we would feel instead of everything else, instead of that spiral downwards of all the reasons why we're not good enough for them. All we would think is, for example, <clears throat> it's a real shame that relationship is over. I'm going to miss spending time with that person. Can you imagine the simplicity again? And again, I'm not saying, I'm not pretending to say that that's all you would think if, in a, if a relationship ended. But what I'm trying to get you to understand and entertain is the fact that there wouldn't be this massive emotional overhaul. You would miss them. I'm, I'm saying three to six months tops, you're over it. And you wouldn't, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't put a time on it, but just to give you an example, that's, you would miss them. You would miss spending time with them, but you wouldn't be sitting in a mountain of shame and, and pain and suffering. You'd have pain, but you wouldn't have nearly as much suffering, unnecessary suffering of you sitting there in a pool of, I'm not good enough. And here's all the reasons why I'm not good enough because I'm unlovable because of all of these things. And what's even more sad is not only do you go through all that suffering, that's what you carry into your next relationship. That's your baggage. And if we didn't have the belief of I'm not good enough, we wouldn't have any of that baggage because we wouldn't have any of that unnecessary suffering. So I'm asking you today, do you think we can actually unlearn the belief that I'm not good enough? I don't know if we can ever completely abolish it from our minds. I don't know. I'm not saying we can't. I'm not saying we can. I'm saying I don't know. And the reason why I don't know is because I don't believe that we can ever not have an ego. I don't believe any human being on this planet doesn't have a sense of false self. But we do have the choice and the power every day to listen to it or not, or to think from that place or not. We can think from our true selves or we can think from our ego. We can feel from our true selves or we can feel from our ego. We have the choice, we have the power every single day and it's putting it into practice. It's muscle memory for our singers out there. So I'm committed to singing again, third and final time and I'm not quitting this time. And the amount of breath exercises that it takes to retrain your body how to breathe to best serve your singing. It's like ballet bar. It's it's so simple. A tondu, a plie is so simple, but at the same time it's not. But it's muscle memory. It sets you up for everything else. And so every day, if you practice that self-awareness of going, what, where, what am I thinking from? My ego or my true self? Where am I feeling from? My ego or my true self? We can put this into practice and eventually our default will not be, I'm not good enough. It will be, I am. And it's not that the I not good enough will not be there, but it won't be the automatic choice. It will be an option that we do not pick up, that we do not choose, that we do not hold on to. We leave it sitting there. We go, I can see you. I can see that you haven't left like I've asked never really believe that you were going to leave in the first place but I now have the power the self-awareness to not pick you up I have the control I have the understanding I have the self-control I have the self-accountability and self-reliability to not pick you up you're gonna you can you can stay 
but I will not engage with you. <laughs> I will not play with you. You can sit in the back seat. I know you'll be there. It's like fear. It's like, has you, have you ever read, oh, have you ever read the fear monologue? This is for James Harris from um, Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. If you are creative in any sense of the word, do yourself a favor and buy that book. Go to amazon.com.ca.co.uk, wherever you are, order the book, Big Magic, Elizabeth Gilbert, and she does, or just Google, I mean, buy the book, but also Google uh, Elizabeth Gilbert's monologue about fear. And she says the same thing. You, I know you're not going anywhere, but you're sitting in the back seat, and you are definitely not changing the channel. You're not choosing the map. You're not deciding where we drive. You are not driving this car. I'm driving this car. I know you'll be there, but that's, that's all the power that you have. That's it. That's where it stops. You're not driving the car anymore. You're not choosing my thoughts anymore. You're not choosing my feelings anymore. You're not choosing my actions anymore. You're not choosing my choices anymore. You're just there. And we can do that with this belief. We can do that with the I'm not good enough belief. We can we can unlearn enough about ourselves to have the power to not pick this up. So just for today, as a start, let's just keep this as a joke until I find better language to, to describe this. But it's never the thing. It's the thing under the thing that is causing you so much pain. It's not the rejection that hurts so much. It's what the rejection means about you that hurts so much. And underneath all the reasons why it hurts, the foundational belief will be some form, even if it's not these words, it will be some form of, I'm not good enough. And so when you experience pain, when you experience rejection, when you experience anything that that causes you pain, let's just stick with that word. Look at it and go, it's not this experience that is causing me the pain. It's what I believe this experience means about me that is causing me so much pain and therefore suffering quite possibly, most likely, a lot of it unnecessary suffering. I hope this makes sense. So the next time you feel yourself hurt, hurting, in pain, dealing with rejection in any form, whether it's from a relationship, romantic or otherwise, work-related, fear of participating in something, look at it and go, it's not, it's not this that is painful. It's what that pain or what that experience or what that rejection will mean about me. And what it will mean is I'm not good enough. And from there, if you can start to acknowledge that, if you can start to separate those two things, it's not the thing. It's the thing underneath the thing that scares you, that hurts you, that gives you pain, that causes you pain, that gives you suffering. You can continue now to continue to dedicate yourself to the invisible work and remind yourself this is why it's so important each and every single day to dedicate myself to unlearning, to dedicate myself to building a stronger mindset 
to dedicate myself to working and investing in my mental health, to practicing the invisible work, whatever it means. This is why we do morning pages. Thank you, Julia Cameron, the author of The War of Art, not the author of The War of Art. That is Stephen Pressfield, the author of... (gasps) No, I'm forgetting. Julia Cameron, the author of The Artist's Way. There it is. This is why we this is why we journal. This is why we write. This is why we invest in one-to-one time where we speak about our feelings, we talk it through. This is why we read books on self-evolution. This is why we attend programs that help us connect to ourselves better and stronger and help us get rid of the baggage that we've been carrying around that never served us and that was never ours in the first place. This is why you do the invisible work. And this is how you become unfuckwithable. This is my new favorite word and I'm going to help all of you get there. And the way you get there is doing the invisible work. And how you start is by realizing that it's never the thing. It's the thing underneath the thing that's hurting you. And if we can unlearn that the thing will no longer be painful. I leave you with that. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the Inside Out Theory. We are so lucky to have you as a part of our community and very grateful for your support. If you liked today's episode, we encourage you to follow us on iTunes and Spotify, join our online community at Inside Out Theory, and share this episode with a member of your tribe. Remember, we are all stronger together. Thank you for listening to the Inside Out Theory. We could not be more passionate about supporting artists and entrepreneurs in their self-evolutionary journey, whether it's in mindset or business. Please connect with us at theinsideouttheory at gmail.com. Find us on social platforms at insideouttheory or find us online at theinsideouttheory.com. We so look forward to meeting you.